Hello and welcome back to the Still Hanging podcast. It's been quite a bit of time um, since our last podcast. I think it was around November time. That's mostly because we haven't been playing any football since then. So it's quite hard to um, manifest any content when we really haven't got anything to talk about. Um, but I am back with uh, Regan again. So how are you, Regan? I'm doing very well, mate. How are you doing? Yes, very well. Um, we are just discussing before the podcast how uh, I've, I've been through the wars a little bit, so it's probably a good thing we've not been playing football. Um, an unfortunate uh, wind accident, um, for, for those that aren't aware, the winds are the uh, little scoot, electric scooters in Nottingham. Um, a, a little wind accident came off last night um, and managed to do something to my calf, so that's currently receiving the professional rice treatment, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Um, and I managed to also do something to my finger before the, for, for the uh, new year as well. So I'm in the wars, but I'm in positive spirits. Um, and it's a new year. Still no football, though. Um, thoughts on the new COVID restrictions, Boris, stopping us playing football? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, looking at it from a whole UK perspective, you know, the end is in sight. I remember seeing something on Twitter about, you know, 1.3 million people getting new, like, first doses of the vaccine in three days, which is really impressive. So, you know, I, I'm, fe- I'm feeling quite optimistic about football coming back soon and hopefully we'll get right back into the league and, you know, del- deliver some, you know, silverware for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. We need to start getting uh, football back underway at some point. We don't want to be leaving it too late and having to cut the league short at the end. Um, but yeah, we we started last season well. We finished on a bit of a low, but really realistically, we just want to get back in as soon as possible to kind of get back into the mind frame we were at the start of the start of the academic year, winning games and really positive spirits. I think we've kind of been caught on this low of that last game of the season for quite a while now. We just need to get that off our backs a little bit. Um, in terms of what we've been doing since the last game of the season, we've had. We've had a few training sessions, um, kind of individually. Uh, my household, which includes Ed Smith and someone else that I'll come on to a little bit later, have been training down the Radford Red Cages. Uh, local residents of Nottingham might have seen us uh, knocking some balls over the over the fences quite regularly into the trees and the squirrels. Not not the best showing, but we at least we're we're doing something. Are you keeping up with any fitness or training stuff over the over the lockdown procedures? Yeah, um, you know, play, playing the first half of the season, um, realised that, you know, I need to be at peak physical condition for the future games. So my my friend, my housemate brought up weights. So we've been doing um, stuff with dumbbells. Also been playing in the Radford cages as well. Um, you know, trying to improve my touch, you know, close control of the ball and various other stuff. So yeah, I'm looking looking forward to coming back. Really, it's a hard game, Henley Ball. Uh, you have to fully be on it. Uh, we demand <laughs> a quite um, energetic system, so a peak physical condition, which I can say I'm absolutely not in, um, is is absolutely a requirement. In terms of moving forward, we haven't been training as a team, obviously due to COVID restrictions. We're trying to sort something out with that. It's it's a difficult one because if we get police been walking around, which you often do see in Lenton and Radford Wreck, then we could get a few questions asked. With our um, social media presence, we don't want to be putting off that bad impression on our young fans. Uh, where do you think we can move forward with trying to get that team togetherness back again? 
uh, and trying to get those patterns of play practice without breaking COVID restrictions too much. Yeah, I think you said it pretty well. You know, um, the Oran hangovers are, you know, very a very important part of the community, especially the the student radio com, um, community in Nottingham. I think one of the ways that we could, you know, e- even if we can't train together from, you know, the the footballing and the the physical health standpoint, I think we can, you know, do a lot for everyone's mental health and the and the team chemistry um, in these maybe coming the, in the coming month whilst we aren't able to play football with socials and, you know, doing doing stuff over uh, the internet and Zoom and Teams and stuff, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff would really help, um, you know, build, build the bonds between players and hopefully, you know, improve our performance on the pitch. Absolutely. And just to finish off COVID chat, it's a slight concern for a few of the few of the boys I've been hearing Russell's whether um, one whether Sheaves will be back open again in the near future and the Rosen Crown have you heard any um, rumblings about what's going on with those two pubs that are very much staples of your rent hangovers match days yeah honestly I, I haven't um, I, I haven't heard anything um, regarding that but I can definitely vouch for the fact that the the post-match pints have you know, really, really improve the team dynamic and are one of my favourite parts of playing for the team. So hopefully they'll be back, but I, I haven't heard anything. I think it does keep the boys coming back in. Um, it's something we really did like last year uh, with a lot of the team being from Will's house. They just go back to his house um, ultimately. Um, but we have seen an intake of freshers coming in, freshening up the youthful persona of the team. Um, and we all know what freshers are like with their drinking mentality. So, <laughs> although Pavan didn't really show a good word for himself in the first game, but we'll we'll cross over that one. Um, but hopefully, we can be we can be back in the pub um, and back on the pitch sooner rather than later. Now, one of the main uh, things coming into this podcast is it is the Jan- January transfer window. We are coming towards the end of January. Um, of course, COVID has meant that the club finances are tight. We are working on a stream budget and I'm, I'm not one to often get my pennies out of my pocket. Uh, but we are looking at a few deals. Where do you think that we need to strengthen over the next few days? Yeah, um, well, you know, there, there are some key areas that I could highlight, such as maybe another creative midfielder, just, just to boost, boost the attack, because we have got quite a strong defence um to be honest i think i think there are players that can definitely step up you know we're in quite a good position where we don't have to make many key signings in january to to boost the squads it's it's more a case of you know make making a system creating a system that works and that that lets that makes us you know an attacking threat and scoring goals and stuff um it's i mean despite despite your injury it's good to see that you know, you've been working hard on, you know, trying trying to get deals through. Um, obviously, the injuries made it a lot easier because you've been able to dedicate more time into doing so. Um, hope, hopefully, your your finger isn't too sore, so you can sign sign some players on some new contracts. Absolutely, and the problem with my finger is it's my right hand, so there's not really much in terms of signing contracts that I can be doing. Uh, Are you any good with your left hand? Oh, well, I'm not sure, mate. My my left hand is as good as my left foot, so you can take that as you will. Um, 
what I'd have to do is probably just get my personal secretary to sign it for me. But yeah, being one of the challenges of being player manager is you often get torn up in um, the playing side of things and you lose track of what's going on with the personnel uh, behind the scenes. So it's good to kind of take a step back as well to have a look at um, some of my management management jobs. Um, but we have got a few players coming in. Hopefully they'll be exciting to the fans. Um, hopefully they'll get some minutes um, and we don't end the season on kind of the note that we did last season. But you mentioned some of the younger players um, that we've got coming through. We are a young squad. We have got a lot of potential in there. Who do you think really is going to be um, play the, the player moving forward that is going to be our key aspect of the team over the next two, three years? Oh, that's a very good question. Um I mean, obviously, one of the players that has stood out out of the freshers is Toby Reynolds, um, defensive mastermind, very, very solid at the back. And a good lad as well. <clears throat> yeah, um, I've, I've seen some good stuff from Alex Beaver as well. I think on, on the wing, you know, he, he can he can make stuff happen, which is nice to see. Um, he's got a good turn of pace, so hopefully he can use that. Um you know, I, I, a lot, a lot of new faces. You know, aside from freshers, I think Aaron Aaron Chatter is a you know tall, tall, tall player, but he's also very good technically. So, you know, maybe maybe working in the middle with Ben would be, you know, a, a good position for him. And obviously Dom Allen. You know, as long as he keeps scoring goals, I think we'll be in safe hands. Absolutely, as long as we keep Dom Allen scoring goals, then we will ultimately be up and around where we need to be. Um, just kind of looking ahead to where we will be if we have the leagues restarting anytime soon. Um, we finished second in the league last season, which means we do move up a few divisions. Uh, the way they're structuring it is, I think, the teams that finished first and second or the, the teams in first play in a league together, the teams in second and third play in a league together, the teams in fourth play in a league together. So I think we're going to have one of the bigger leagues, um, from what I can tell. Um, but we will be in a, a league with a lot of decent opposition, um, I don't know how the rest of the league stack up and compared to the one we played in last season. I know that the teams we played last season were considerably good standard for what we've seen, from what I've seen over my three years at uh, URN. Cypriots, of course, are always a problem. They didn't really play too much. Um, English society, probably the best team we've seen of those for a long time. They really did surprise me in the last game of the season. So, Perhaps we'll have an easier league next season. It's it's really, really hard to tell. But we'll leave things at that. Um, all I can say is look ahead over the next few days for transfer chat. Hopefully we can get those deals over the line. Uh, but we're going to move on now to bring in our guest. And this is uh, quite a sentimental one for me. Um, my, my first day at URN, uh, my, uh, we had a player for, all from the same area as me, Milton Keynes. Um, and he was kind of like a, a fatherly figure to me. Um, he was he was going into his last year at university. Um, he'd, he'd been there, done that, head of daytime, um, really bad drinker. It's just, just, a, just a genuinely nice guy. Um, we're going to have Reese Davies on um, back again for his uh, postgraduate. Uh, I think he's in primary teaching. Uh, he's doing really well with that. So he's been a really valuable member of the team. Mostly off the pitch, he hasn't been on the pitch mostly due to work commitments, but it's really glad to have him back. Um, and we're going to bring him in now. Um, so we have Reese Davies joining us. Welcome to the, to the Still Hanging podcast. Reese Davies, how are you doing, man? 
I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Um, very excited to be on. I think this is my first time on the podcast, and I've been a URN Hangovers player, and obviously just URN member in general since 2016. So it's a pretty mad stat now that we're here in 2021. But glad to finally be on. Amazing. Um, you've obviously been a Hangovers player for a long time, so it's it's you know I think you might you might be our longest serving player of all time, uh, with a career spanning over four now five years. Um, <laughs> how do you think this Hangovers team compares to the teams of prior years? Well, yes. Um, God, that makes me feel old. Cheers for that. Um, Sorry, mate. <laughs> I think we've got a very good team at the minute. Obviously, the, the sample size of games is very small. And obviously, even in those uh, few weeks where we were able to play, we were having lots of teams cancel on us and and all that. But based on the small sample size of games, I think we've got a really good team in our hands this year. Good, um, good physical team and a good technical team at the same time. I think if you've got both those elements you're on to a winner and um, hopefully the hangovers can return for the end of the year and we can uh, hopefully get some silverware yeah definitely um you know you, you're you're involved in football in both with the both the hangovers and obviously uh milton Keynes dons uh do you, do you want to tell us you know what what your involvement with with them is yeah oh yeah oh, cheers for giving me the opportunity to plug it so yeah, I write for a website called the Football Fans View, which was started up by another former hangover uh, called Jimmy Morehouse, um, another hangovers legend there. Um, yeah, he started up a website, um, sort of like The Athletic, if you've heard of that, but free. Um, and he asked me to be the MK Don's correspondent for the website, and I happily said yes so for a few months now i've um, done match reports for mk dons's games um without you know haven't missed a single game um a bit of a mixed bag in terms of results just because that's what mk dons are like but um I suppose someone has to write those things don't they yeah still fun to write um, at the time of record like at the time we're recording this now we're, uh, we're playing afc wimbledon tomorrow um which is a bit of a big fixture and, and it'll be the first time at the new plough lane so that's gonna be a tasty one and so far when i've written the uh match reports i've done it on the same day sort of brought it out like on the whistle if you like but i think if we lose tomorrow i might be too emotional to um to keep writing i might have to might have to leave it to the next day and i'll calm down a bit but hopefully it doesn't come to that but um yeah football fans view um very easy to navigate website and you can find my, my reports on the MK Dons page. Um, I try and get a pun in um, in the introduction summary bit at the start of the article. Um, some more subtle than others in my nature. Some more subtle. That some are just some are just shameless and disgusting. Some are some are a bit subtle, but yeah. Um, so that's what that's what I do in my spare time, um, and hopefully I'll be reporting on a win next. Hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. You know, c coming up to that game, you know, MK Dons and Wimbledon have a very, you know, controversial um, history. I'm sure you're very much aware of that. Uh, do, you, do you want to give the Milton Keynes perspective um, on, 
you know, the the formation of the club and the spout between Wimbledon? Yeah, so we're obviously in the mainstream media uh, very much portrayed as the pantomime villains of the whole thing. It's, oh, poor AFC. Oh, poor little old Ben. Um, yeah, MK Dons uh, were technically formed in 2004 and are the official continuation of the original Wimbledon, although we don't really sort of claim it. We're like our own club. AFC Wimbledon and original Wimbledon did exist at the same time, so I don't know how they can claim to be the original continuation, because AFC were formed in 2002, whereas Wimbledon didn't move to Milton Keynes until 2004, so I'm not sure how that works. And, of course, um, there was that famous 1988 FA Cup win for original Wimbledon, where they beat, you know, all-conquering Liverpool on the day at Wembley. And even though MK Dons are the official continuation of original Wimbledon, we state no claim to that FA Cup. We're like, you know, that's not ours. Um, whereas AFC, even though they are, they were only formed in 2002, claim that that FA Cup's theirs. But I don't know how a club formed in 2002 can win the FA Cup in 1988. I'm, you know, I'm, I've got a degree in mathematics and that doesn't really compute. But... There's a lot of, uh, there's no love lost, I'll just say that. Um, every time AFC Wimbledon have come to Stadium MK, uh, extra security are hired for the day for the away end. They ripped uh, out our toilets once, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, so what they do is they, they now put security on each of the sets of toilets in the away end to protect the, the poor toilets, what the toilets done. But yeah, both teams have done bad things, I'd say. <laughs> Um, it's, my fa- my favourite one is the oh, but Milton Keynes is nowhere near Wimbledon. Well, Kingston is also nowhere near Wimbledon. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I've not even mentioned this. So up until recently, Wimbledon were playing with their home games in Kingston, Surrey, uh, Kings Meadow <laughs> Stadium, as well. So yeah, not sure how that works, but um, you know, good for them that they've they've crowdfunded and got that plough lane it does look really nice actually and actually me and my mate jokingly donated money to the crowd <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i think i think that's a club i think they're quite a respectable thing um in football in general their fans on the other hand um can sometimes be a bit um a struggle to deal with exactly uh, they, they've, um, they've kind of taken the whole thing a little bit in a sore manner well i was i was um meant to be going to the last away game you know which would have been at king's meadow last april but obviously um a little thing called coronavirus happened so i didn't get to go and uh, obviously can't go this season but I, I really want to go on an away day to wimbledon but i'm sure you know i'll have my laptop out at, at the ground typing up my report as, <laughs> as we go no that won't be happening i'll be too drunk but yeah <laughs> but that's a terrible history very biased of the rivalry there. Oh, that, that's exactly that. It was everything I was hoping for. Um, I, I've learned like the I've most learned positive MK support. Don's opinion on this whole thing in a non MK Don's podcast. I think of all time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here is you know telling what the mainstream media won't. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, we uh, you know on the Still Hanging podcast we we cover you know the the underground stories. You know the stories that you you won't hear anywhere else. And we might have tagged Luke Ashmead in this one. <laughs> we got three counties. We got three counties. Absolutely. So, 
we are joined by Reese, and I think you might be aware by now that both me and Reese are from Mil- Milton Keynes. Um, it's a it's a wonderful place filled with many roundabouts, um, but also uh, concrete cows, which is a, a very weird. Can you explain that? I've never heard of that. <laughs> You've never heard of the concrete cows in Milton Keynes? I haven't, no. A bunch of weird art students, quite a few years ago now, uh, decided that they'd fill a couple parks in Milton Keynes with just these, like, concrete cows. And ever since then, we've kind of had a running theme of everything in Milton Keynes as something to do with cows. Like, for instance, the home end at um, MK Stadium, Stadium MK, uh, is called the Cow Shed. Um and our, uh, the, the the mascots are Donnie and Millie are basically just two cows of different uh, <laughs> colours, which is brilliant. Um, so that we, we have some sort of cow theme going on here in Milton Keynes. And we've also kind of talked about a little bit um, Reese's passion for puns. And also, I know, Regan, you're a big fan of puns. A lot often in the group chat, you're pulling out some strings uh, when it comes to puns. So I thought we'd kind of bring all of this sort of together with some sort of quiz, uh, and I've called this I've called this quiz Bullseye, um, for obvious reasons. Um, and essentially, we're going to be pitting Regan and Reese against each other to find out who has the most um, prowess when it comes to cow puns. <laughs> That's brilliant. So they're going to have some buzzers, essentially. Um, so Regan, can you give me an example of your buzzer? Perfect. So that's Regan's buzzer. Uh, have we got Reese's buzzer? Okay, this is going to be quite hard to distinguish, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, so we've got Regan and Reese. Uh, so essentially, what, what we're going to do is I'm going to put out a question, uh, and it's going to be all to do with a pun, uh, a cow pun. What's going to happen is I'm going to pose a question, and the boys have to determine what the appropriate answer is in cow pun terms. Um, if you buzz in and get it right, you get two points. If you buzz and get it wrong, but the other person gets it right on their first guess, they get one point. If But neither of them get it right, we'll move on to the next question. Um, so hopefully these rules make sense. This was something I made up on the fly over a coffee this morning, trying to nurse a hangover. Um, so let's see how this goes. Good luck, Reese. <laughs> the first question, we'll start off with a nice easy one. Why did the farmer stop telling cow puns? It's going to be a lot of it here. Reese. They were utterly awful. That's, I, I, that's, that's two points in my opinion. I mean, I'm, I mean, I know I'm competing, but that's that's pretty good. They were utterly awful. It's not the right answer, but it is an answer. So I'll give you one point for that. Get in. Re- you can get the right answer. I'll also give you a point. You get Could one you repeat point. it one more time? Why did the farmers stop telling cow puns? I honestly can't think of anything. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on this one. I'll, I'll, I'll save my best ones for later, you know. So the answer was because he butchered every joke. Ah, nice. Yeah, of course. So Reese starts off one nil up. For for those that are listening to the podcast at this point in time, that did take around five minutes, but you didn't hear the awkward silence that we just had. Second question. <laughs> Why was the cow so afraid of messing up? Um, oh, got it. Okay. Regan. The stakes were high. The stakes were high. That's two Come points. Come on. Beautiful stuff. We're in the groove now, guys. Question three. 
my God. <laughs> what did the cow say to her misbehaving calf? <laughs> Reese. Stop milking it. Oh it's, oh, it's a really good one as well. Uh, I can't give it to you, though. It's the, we've gone for the wrong one. So, Regan, you've got the chance to steal this point. What, could you repeat it one more time quickly? What did the cow say to her misbehaving calf? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pass on this one again. <laughs> it was, I am not amused by you, as in amused. Yeah, I, yeah. Right. So no one took that point. Next question. Why are cows always broke? I know this is an audio podcast, but I wish it was a visual one. We just saw Reese sticking his tongue straight up in the air and, and thought. Regan. Because they spend so much money. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the answer I've got, but I'm going to give you a point for it because that was brilliant. Uh, Reese, can you steal a point um, just by getting the right answer? Uh, they got no pound beef oh god jesus <laughs> no that's that's not the right so the right answer was someone's always milking them dry next question what happens when a calf gives her mum attitude regan i'm not sure about the answer but there's probably a lot of family beef <laughs> <laughs> to be honest that's so much better than my one so i'm actually going to give you the two points on that um, <laughs> would you like? Would you like to get a point? My, my one kind of makes no sense in that respect. Um, stop milking it. <laughs> <laughs> so we just copy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next question: uh, Why did the farmer always show up on time for dinner? Reese. He didn't want beef with his wife. It's, that's actually really close. I'll, I'll give you a point just because that was kind of close to what the answer was. Regan, can you get the the actual punny part of this? It is something to do with his wife. Oh, I'm going to pass on this one. I'm going to pass. So unfortunately, the right answer was his wife would be a right cow. Um, but the, Very the, it was cow close but it's quite straightforward on that. Okay, so why couldn't the cow gain weight? Reese. Um, he was burning all his calories. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> that is the that is the right answer. I actually had oh, wow. <laughs> That's the right answer. I also had um as a kind of extra one. She was more of a grazer. Uh, but good, Reese. Um, they had more. Uh, they they burnt more calories. <clears throat> calories. Next question. This is uh, one of my favourite ones. What did the mother cow say to the baby cow in the evening time? Regan. She said nothing but gave her a pat on the head. Jesus Christ. We, we are stooping to some lows here. Unfortunately, that's not the right answer. Reese, you can still hear for the point. Um, what did the mother cow say to the baby cow in the evening time? It's time for shed. <laughs> I didn't think of how many different answers we could get from these. I got it's pa- it's pasture bedtime. Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> but it, the, the shed one, well, I can't I can't give you to the shed one because I liked my one too much. Next question: Why couldn't the cow learn? Also, another strong one in my opinion. 
Okay, well, no. well, I can tell you is this, there's only one in the scores at the moment. We've only got sort of two questions left after this. <laughs> Reese, the the cow never went to bull. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was a stretch. Unfortunately, that's not the right answer. Regan, can you steal? Regan, let's go. Because because its brain is underdeveloped. Jesus <laughs> oh, Christ, that is that is rough. You are kind of along the right lines, which is so tragic. The cow could not learn because everything went into one ear and out the other. Oh, no. Oh, my Christ. <laughs> Next one. Oh, my God. What's a cow's best subject in school? Regan. Music. Really good one. I'll give you a point on that one, but it wasn't the one I got. Cowgebra. Oh, I'm, I'm going to give it to you because I got calculus. Oh, oh no, no, come on. <laughs> oh. I'll, give it, I'll give him the point uh, because the, the other one was also a bit of a... It wasn't the one I had, but Calgebra is, is decent. Two more questions. What do you call a cow with no legs? Regan. Ground beef. Perfect. That's a classic <laughs> one. So we go into the last question. It, the current scores are 8-5 in the form of Regan. So technically he can't lose. Um, so I'm going to say this last one is worth four points. Uh, just to give Reese a chance here. <laughs> so what do you call a cow on crystal meth? I feel like this competition has become way too serious. Over the last <laughs> questions. Reese has blown his, his buzzer. Off his teats. <laughs> nice. That's, that's good, but it's not the one I got. I'll give you the four points. If Regan, <laughs> I'll give you the four points if Regan can't get the right answer. What if I come up with a better answer? If you come up with a better answer, I'll, I'll give you the four points. It's a very risque topic for a family podcast. I understand, but I, th- I think I'm out. I, I can't think of anything, anything worthy of saying on a podcast at least. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Reese, that means you do win today's game by one point, which is all good because, um, of course, you are the pun cow king. Um, that sounds like a Chinese dish, doesn't it? Anyway. Um, <laughs> lovely stuff. So the, the, the correct answer uh, was actually beef jerky. So, of course, Reese, that means you do win nine to eight. Um, so that is a debut win on the Hangovers Still Hanging podcast. Um, but that's actually all we've got time for, for. We haven't got any Dom watch because we haven't had a game since. So Dom hasn't turned up to a podcast yet, I suppose, is the, the Dom watch for this week. But as I say, that's all we've got time for today. Um, thank you very much, Reese, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Um, personally, one of my favourite games we've had on this podcast as well. I think it might just beat Dale on No Dale that we had with with uh, Jimmy Morehouse last year. Um, but again, thank you, Regan. We shall Cheers. see you again. I don't know whenever we can be bothered to make another podcast, I suppose. Goodbye. See ya.